0: Welcome to the Multi Orgasmic Mama podcast where sexy motherhood taboos are broken. I'm Tilly Storm, holistic sex and JDEG coach and tantric sex teacher, all around pleasure and prosperity advocate and mama of two. If you are looking to get the spark back in your sex life and relationship, if you'd like to revive desire and feel sexy again without hormones, years of therapy, or trying things that don't feel authentic in the bedroom, then download my free Ignite Your Desire e Guide at www www.tillystorm.com forward e-guide. This episode is brought to you by the Centrally Embodied Woman Collective. If you're ready to remove all your blocks to pleasure, turn on and feeling confident and sexy in your body through my paid programs and offerings, then head to www.tillystorm.com today. All right. Welcome back hot mamas. Tilly here and I have a very special guest for you today, Hannah. Hannah, how are you doing today?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for being on and sharing your amazing story. (laughs) Um, So today I wanted to bring Hannah on to tell you about her experience through my Essentially Embodied Woman program as well. Uh, She was an epic participant um, who added so much positivity and bliss and just love for sexuality (laughs) in general to uh, the group vibe, which was just so beautiful to have that energy there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, I'd love to hear a little bit about uh, what you were experiencing before uh, you joined the program and why you decided to do it in the first place.
1: Um, I wasn't experiencing any, like, discomfort, no pain around my sexuality at all. I thought I was, like, very grounded in my sexuality and very, very, very comfortable in my own skin, and um, I just knew, like, I know that sexuality, like, I study it, Um, so, like, I know that it's fluid, and it's always changing, evolving, growing, and, like, with where I'm going, I want to help people with their sexualities. So like when I found out that women can have multiple orgasms or just like eight of them (laughs) you talk about, I was blown away. I was like, what? I can only do two. (laughs) And I think I'm like a confident sexual goddess already. So like, I was like, I guess there's a lot I need to know and learn about myself. And I'm definitely the type of person like practice what you preach or like, you know, put the mask on yourself first before you can help put a mask on someone else. Yeah. Attitude. Awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you want to tell us a little bit about um, who you are, what you do and like your experience and, you know, you're young and too. So I'd love to hear <laughs> a little bit about you in particular, anything that you'd like to share with us.
1: Yeah, I think um some twenty-four now. I was raised pretty different and I was raised a Jehovah's Witness and it's very extreme. I would just call it like an extremist cult like religion. I wouldn't classify them as a cult just yet, but <laughs> yeah. so you know, extremely sexually suppressed or like a lot of people could have sexual dysfunctions or just it's, there's a lot of manipulation around sex. Um So I know, you know, I was very, very discouraged from masturbation, <clears throat> which, yeah, I mean, when I turned 18, I started just exploring sexuality and like, just trying to work on myself and, and in doing so, I just stumbled upon just some fun stuff. So I definitely explored toys, like, at 18. But I just figured I enjoyed just more natural. You know, I, I'm not like a big vibrator person or whatever. So that was just like where I came from. Mm-hmm. Extremely sexually suppressed. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm very explorative and curious. And now I've, it. you know, just work has guided me to like, now I've been in April, it'll be two years, I've been a stripper or like an adult entertainer. Yeah. And I always like, I kind of just stumbled upon that for work, you know, because I was just in this awesome place in my life where, you know, school was ending or like that semester was done. I was uh, I quit my job, not because like it was just very toxic. And I was just like looking for other things. And I had this mindset of like, what is a job that I would want to do? And I wouldn't have to get paid for it, you know? And so I was already bartending, working in strip, you know, bartending in strip clubs. And like, I just, you know, my work experience before was just not fun, <laughs> a lot of customer service and I you know I loved going to work every day like in a club and it's like dancing and like everyone's just having a good time and like I was like why do people like not want to come to work this is so much fun like I just I'm like that girl holding this tray of drinks like dancing on my own yeah (laughs) so you know I had this opportunity where I was like in Las Vegas and I was like you know what I'm not going to be young forever. I'm not going to have this body forever. I'm not even going to have this opportunity of like freedom of time forever. And I also won't have financial stability forever. You know, I'm not betting on it. And so I just decided, you know, YOLO, I'll just try dancing and see if I like it. And I fell in love. Like, it wasn't anything sexual for me. Like, I didn't look at it as, like, sexual at all, to be honest. I was just watching the girls dance on stage, and it's, like, they're mesmerizing. Like, uh, for the first two weeks I was bartending, I think my jaw was just permanently dropped open. Just admiring the the goddesses. Like, there's no other way to put it except these beautiful goddesses just – opening up on stage and like really just wow diving in I would definitely say like feminine power it's just beautiful and so I was like you know what I have to do it and I fell in love (laughs) it's two years later and like definitely doing that for work made me challenge my sexuality because like you know I'm working hand in hand with people that are um hundred percent in the sex industry and then people that kind of just skate around it. And I would definitely say I'm someone that skates around it. I don't like uh, anyone that wants to be a prostitute. Like that's awesome. Uh, I think women should feel, shouldn't feel shamed if they are a prostitute. That's just like not my job. Yeah. Um, I definitely like looked at like the job title as I am an adult performer. I'm an adult entertainer. Um and I'm a dancer, so like those are like the titles I definitely like stuck to and wanted to fill. And so like it def like just dancing in general uh, made me really, really consider like what are my boundaries because they were ch- they're challenged all day, every day uh, yeah. when I go to work mm-hmm. with women, with staff, with clients. Huh. You know, you got to really like, what do I really want here? Or like, what am I really looking for? Um, or, you know, it really just challenges sexuality, I think, in general. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm going to I'm a college student and so I'm going to school. Uh, my first path was just therapy, but. Um, now I'm changing it definitely to be more of sex and relationship, intimacy therapy, yes. uh, just because it comes so natural. Like, I don't know. I, it's just so natural to me. And even though I was very sexually suppressed as a kid or no encouragement, barely any education, like I didn't even tell my mom when I got my first period. Like it was just like. Yeah. <laughs> so. But any like I've never had troubles. I've never had everything just comes natural. Uh, you know, dealing with like oral sex or regular sex or communication around sex, like I don't know, it just comes so natural to me. So I was like, might as well use it for money or like you know, use my sexuality to my benefit. Um yeah. and in doing that, it just has only grown me as like a woman um and made me like super confident. And made me realize like my insecurities are bullshit <laughs> for mm-hmm. lack of a better word. Like there's no point in being insecure, you know, it really helped me just dive into my body and be okay with it and comfortable with it, which like I feel like already just I feel like just not on a pedestal, but like glowing. I already feel great. So I find it funny um that I was attracted to your program you know, because I feel like um, not many women like me would be humble enough to even take your program because like I'm great with sex. <laughs> I'm, like it just is so natural. Like men come to me because they like my sexuality. Like so um, that like cockiness or pride or I think even a woman as confident or like as a stripper, we still have insecurities that like take us over or like can get the best of us. Of course, like we're women. Mm -hmm. Um, And just swallowing that pride. uh, I could, I could see a lot of like dancers or just extremely already confident women not willing to swallow their pride and be like, yeah, I could learn more. Or like, yeah, I can expand or maybe I am having some difficulty in this area. Like, can I receive more? Yeah, I definitely am in that mindset. And I'm so ready to like, just add onto the pile, I guess. (laughs) Right?
0: Isn't that awesome? I love that so much that you're someone that, you know, you naturally love sex. You're naturally confident. You have this confidence about you. You have this love for men and for whoever. But it's just like, um, what I love about your essence is like, you've been able to take uh, that love for it and it be an empowering thing for you, whether you know, as opposed to you know, someone who's doing this because they think that's all that they can do, or you know, out of a form of desperation. And and yeah. my experience, like some of the most enlightened, amazing sex goddesses, <laughs> are strippers.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Right, because like there's this level of owning it that you have that's just like not. Um, that seems unattainable for a lot of women, you know, or especially like moms, right? Uh, yeah. It just seems unattainable to be that. So in your own skin and so confident and empowered in your sexuality. But what I'm hearing is that like part of your journey is just being able to expand and grow your sexuality. And also uh, I know because I know you, that a lot of it is about you stepping into your own sexual sovereignty and empowerment around your sexuality for you as Opposed to not for someone else's pleasure and you know benefit, but for your benefit and your own pleasure. So, I would love to hear about that journey and what you've yeah. all learned through that.
1: Oh my god, all I've learned so much. Um, I'm almost like bitterly selfish <laughs> with my happiness and my pleasure only, like other things, yeah, I'm not selfish with, but like. You know, I was in a really, really bad mental place when I left being a Jehovah's Witness. And so like I really felt like my identity, my emotions, my ideas, my thought like everything about me at the time or everything I thought about myself, like I thought was just like a lie. I was so confused and just uh, doing my own emotional journey and healing and um, I've really had to challenge my mindsets, my mental blocks and I would say like all the manipulation and brainwashing. And like that's like heavy stuff to deal with, but it's only given me pleasure. Like and really challenging, I guess challenging um pain versus pleasure or like comparing the two is like I would say a common theme just in my life, Um, you know, like facing my fears, facing my emotional pain has only given me pleasure Um, or like accepting or welcoming things that have brought me pain. I'm able to like let it go. And when I let it go or, you know, when I learn and learn how to let things go in different ways, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, uh, there's no like Set in stone recipe, but you know, when I am able to like let things go, I just receive more pleasure. And a huge thing I learned just going through your program was a lot with my emotional pain. Uh, like more insecurities that were coming up that, you know, it's pretty painful, it's scary. And you just like what resists persists, right? And it's like you don't even want to look at it, you just want to keep resisting it. But That pain inside, like to me, it just kept festering and getting worse and worse or, you know, it would that emotional pain would like translate into something painful in my body. And so going through your program, I specifically, you know, I'm kind of ruthless to myself and like facing what actually hurts not physically, but emotionally around sex or around my insecurities or mental blocks with pleasure. But using your guidance, your tools, what we go through in the program, I look at it as healing. But to like actually like let go of those discomforts, it's just all in my head. (sighs) That pain is like all in my head. And you can soothe it with pleasure. And like that whole, just like facing pain, accepting pain, and then soothing it with pleasure is like. <laughs> why didn't? That, why are people doing this more often? <laughs> <laughs> right. It only makes sense. Like, and I just do a lot of research and like brainwashing or manipulation and like stuff like that and. You know, I trained dogs actually for a while. That's just like total side note. But um, I trained a service dog for a blind man. And the idea of just positive reinforcement, like I can't stress that enough of how effective it is. Mm -hmm. And it's so, so effective that in training a dog, I can positively reinforce this dog to see for someone that can't see now. And that's just one, that's just in a dog, but like <laughs> positively reinforcing myself, like where, you know, just in how I was raised, I don't even feel comfortable necessarily like crying in front of anyone, you know, expressing or even welcoming the the pain or like, you know, I'm really good at just putting on this facade of like, Haha, life yeah. is good. And it's like, sometimes it's not, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like. It's great to positively reinforce yourself in another direction. And your program did that like perfectly <laughs> for me. Yay. Such positive orgasmic reinforcement. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And well, it's so cool that your your blocks weren't so much around sexuality itself, but around the vulnerability, the intimacy, the emotional blocks. Mm-hmm. Right. And we had to work with those. Because those were the blocks to your next level of pleasure. So, yeah. what I think a lot of women don't understand is that they're like, oh, my orgasm's just fine. Thank you. Or, you know, uh, I'm great with sex. It's all good. And I don't need to work on it. And I will call bullshit on every one right. of you.
1: Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> everyone.
0: Right. Yeah. So,
1: everyone.
0: there's always. Another, unless you are living an omnigasic, gasmic state at all times, you have more work to do around your blocks to pleasure. Uh, <laughs> and people are like, what omni gas, gasmic? What does that even mean? It means like in all areas of your life, you're getting off on everything. Like this idea, um, I don't know if any of you have heard of existential kink. Uh, um,
1: I, know I don't that? know, like, well, if you could describe it, I might know it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
0: Right. Well, I don't want to go too into it, but, uh, it's, it's a book that, um, Carolyn Elliott, Dr. Carolyn Elliott wrote. Uh, I hope to have her on the podcast one day, uh, but she is this psychotherapist who, um, really found how all of our pain is actually an existentially kinky pleasure, right?
1: Oh, hell yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, that and so, makes sense. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, yeah. So she has this whole method for helping people take their greatest pain and make it uh, like their greatest pleasure. So the whole idea of taking your pain and making it a pleasure um, opens you to more pleasure, right? Because then yeah. the pain becomes pleasurable. <laughs> so uh, tell me a little bit about your journey from being. Outwardly sexually confident and like relying on others to give you pleasure versus uh, what you've been able to discover for yourself and how to please yourself.
1: It's so much more mental and emotional. <laughs> like, um, I just can't stress that enough. I think, like in the past, you know, like before the program, like let's say my partner, like okay, for example, yesterday was Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. but he had a stomach ache and like just didn't, you know, like no one wants to have sex and they're like feeling like they're going to throw up or, you know, (laughs) like that's not fun. And like in the past, I probably would have like got very insecure. What's wrong with me? I'm ugly. I didn't get dressed well enough. I don't know. Like all the insecurities us girls have. That's like normally how I would have reacted. But instead, like, let's say sex just doesn't happen um, for some reason. And it's not normal. It's not like a bad or it's not because like a fight. It's nothing because there's like trauma or problems. It's just because it didn't work out instead of like, nor like normally I think I would shame myself, blame myself, guilt the hell out of myself and then make myself feel like I'm not deserving of the pleasure. And that's how I'd like justify what happened with like how I'm emotionally feeling. And instead, <laughs> I'm, you know, I can recognize like, this has nothing to do with me. <laughs> it has everything to do with a stomach ache. <laughs> but that doesn't mean I can't receive pleasure on my own or it doesn't mean I can't like masturbate later or like explore something. But I don't even want to say like necessarily masturbate. Like I've been able to find so many other things that are, a sexual release that is not sexual at all, which would be like, you know, pole dancing. You say, you know, in your program, you suggest dancing in the mirror. And that is huge. Like that's all I do as a dancer, pretty much. There's mirrors all over a strip club and 10 out of 10 recommend. So like, you know, just giving myself that self-pleasure, for example, dancing in the mirror. It's so pleasurable to admire myself. And not in a vain way, in an appreciating way of like, dang, that angle looks good. (laughs) Like, okay, I'm like flowing in a nice way to the music, or wow, those hips like move that way. (laughs) You know, dancing or in exercise or um, some meditation practices or like the jade egg practices that, you know, it's awesome to prioritize that self-pleasure and it doesn't necessarily have to be like orgasmic but it's just giving myself what I'm looking for in sex so like you know I guess ladies would get all beautiful and dressed up and like in lingerie or whatever but like what they're looking for is to be like admired and complimented and because they're not really looking at themselves yeah (laughs) You know, they're looking for that from someone else. And it's like, you know, if someone's not able to give that to me at this time, you know, because they're sick or not feeling well, or doesn't mean I shouldn't, shouldn't receive it. Right. I should still, you know, and, and it, every time I've done that, which I would say it's been like a good two years of me, like actually practicing it, but like you're taking me, your program takes me a lot deeper. Mm-hmm. But, like, just in me doing that, all it does is gets me addicted to life. (laughs) Like, all it does (laughs) is make me happy and expands who I am and, like, oh, my gosh, boosts my confidence like no other. So, like, now, like, if I go to my partner, I'll go to him not needy, not, like, expecting sex, not upset because he didn't give it to me or, you know, like all these just like, eh. <laughs> like it's just like uh, emotions. I, you know, you don't, I don't have that. I don't feel that. Cause like, I already did that. I gave myself that pleasure or attention, gratitude that I needed. Um, you know, I had like a, a sexual release of, you know, expressing emotion and like moving whether it's like with yoga or dance or, you know, even a walk, honestly, could be a sexual experience for me at least.
0: Right. Me too.
1: <laughs> okay. Omni orgasmic. Awesome. <laughs> like, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Right. But, you know, even simple things, a shower, a bath, like I can make sexual, even though I'm not masturbating or I'm not having sex at all. And going, into a sexual encounter or a sexual relationship already, just confident, you already are released, like you're not needy, you're not like pulling. It just creates more pleasure. Like, honestly, like no guy, and I'm saying this from a stripper aspect, like no guy wants a needy girl. No guy's attracted to that. And no guy wants a nitpicky complaining little brat either. Like, "Ah, oh, you didn't have sex with me. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that?" Like, "Shut up. Do it yourself." <laughs> like, <laughs> no one wants that. So like when I can provide that for myself and like already have like a great foundation to start from, it just gives me a better like diving board to jump off of.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, I yeah, there's so many women that don't get or don't understand that if they're in a relationship, that they should have a sense of being able to take care of themselves and to be able to please themselves, you know, like it, it baffles me how many women don't understand that their partner doesn't need to meet all of their sexual needs all of the time, and that even to think that they should is pretty much a disservice to your partner, um, and yes, it's it disservice disempower- to
1: yourself. I think it's, too,
0: it's disempowering to yourself as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah,
1: like I noticed just like a lot of women in relationships in general expect their partner to be their best friend, be the one that listens to them, be the one that entertains them, be the one that had sex with them, be the one that um, is their knight in shining armor. Like they have so many expectations and like hats that they expect their partner to fill. And that like that's so unrealistic, like it's just so unrealistic to expect that out of one person. Uh, to fill all those needs and then adding someone's sexuality on top of that and all the sexual needs of people and all the like the complexity of someone's sexuality like that's not even fair and in my just research and investigation in sexuality there are all these sexuality types that have nothing to do with sex (laughs) (laughs) and like it's just so cool to explore that because I can have sexual relationships or have that vibe going or that flow going and just talking to someone. Yeah. And like, I just find that so cool and so fun. And like, I think a lot of women are missing out. Like how you're saying you could, I, I can have an orgasmic day and not have an orgasm.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. I totally second you on that one. That's that's what I call the difference between sexuality and sensuality. Sexuality is like Mm -hmm. all about the end thing, right? It's about the act itself, but being in your sensuality and embodied in your sensuality, which is why I call this program. This (laughs) is because, you know, when you're really tapped in to the essence of your sensuality as a whole, that everything becomes a luscious feast, of energy that you can, that it's energizing. It's not life draining. It's not like you're giving, 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 but it becomes a turn on that everything can be a source of energy that fuels you, that turns you on. And it's not about the turn on itself. It's just that um, in the Taoist and tantric tradition, it's that our sexuality really does fuel our chi and our ability to have spiritual awakenings and live in higher states of being. And if you're not right with that, if you have an unintegrated sexuality, then you're going to feel drained. You're going Mm -hmm. to feel like you're not really doing your life's work because you literally aren't being energized. You're not tapped into your sensuality enough because you've got too many pleasure blocks to even receive the sensual stimuli in your environment that could like really fuel you and propel your life forward.
1: I definitely, I just definitely see the, difference yeah. <laughs> in my own life when I just am not putting myself first mm-hmm. is really all it is. Then like, it's almost like I'm putting a stake in the ground, but life still moves. <laughs> life doesn't stop. And it's like, it makes things so much harder. And like, you're talking about the body's chi and it's like um, Eastern modalities believe that like If you have a blockage in your chi, it will show up in your life. And then it will create disease and disharmony and all that good stuff. And like, I definitely feel that. Like, (laughs) one thing I did, I just want to shed light on is like, what you focus on is what you create more of. And just focusing on pleasure, you just create more of it. And it's like almost hard not to make everything pleasurable now. Yes. (laughs) Like seriously. And it wasn't even that long. Like it didn't even, I know we could probably look back in like the post, the Facebook post, but I, I, it was about halfway through the program. It was like that. It was just like a shift of just my, I don't know if like the synchronicity or whatever of my body just like actually flipped. And it was like, oh, wow, everything's so much more pleasurable. And like, just my thoughts, my my, emotions, uh, how my body feels. Like, it was just like, oh, I can't stop focusing on pleasure. Like, who cares about pain now? <laughs> what is pain? I don't know. Everything's pleasurable now. Yay. <laughs> I know, literally, but, you know, pretty close. <laughs> hmm
0: yeah. Awesome. Well, tell me about some of the practices or parts of the program that you really enjoyed and how you feel that they benefited you and helped you get where you are.
1: Um, My favorite was how you had the um, morning and like night routines and we could like actually track our pleasure or track what we're doing or like, you know, make it like a, a morning and night routine. And that, you know, just my morning and night routine was something I was working on anyways. So I was like, wow, this is just a little tool to help. But then in actually using it and applying it, I noticed my body was craving pleasure at that time of morning and night. And just making that habit of not necessarily physical pleasure, but even you have some meditations or affirmations or the journaling. Like it just, my mind was literally thinking about more pleasurable things. My emotional state was just, you know, a lot happier. And then definitely, like at that in the morning and at night, my body craves pleasure. And if my partner can't give it to me at the time, like I don't care. <laughs> I'll go, <laughs> I'll go do, I have a handful of different things I could decide to do to like still receive that same, like, pleasurable, emotional release that I'm craving. Yes. But like now instead of like, it's so much more creative and expressive now, like even doing some coaching calls with you in the program. It's like after I had some really emotional releases that weren't necessarily the most pleasurable, (laughs) I got so creative, so creative which was extremely pleasurable to like release or to put into fruition or create or get the ball rolling on some creative thing I had. And it the creativeness could even be as simple as, you know, cooking, (laughs) like something new. But it like literally just my body's rhythm changed just due to like that simple morning night routine that you have on the vimify app yeah i like that literally is one of my favorites it's so simple but it created so much change for me but then number two is the jade egg practices (laughs) um i've known about uh jade eggs or just eggs uh or like kegel balls and stuff like that i just never like used one and I definitely think I had like the point of view of, I don't need it. I'm young. I'm tight. I, whatever, I don't, whatever. <laughs> and who cares if I'm young? Who cares if my vagina is naturally tight? It can just get stronger. <laughs> <laughs> and that is so cool um, that that's like, you know, what Kegel balls or date eggs or just Um, my sister has like a rose quartz egg, you know, um, focusing and like focusing on just growing that muscle that gives you so much pleasure. It makes so much sense to me. Um, and that, yeah, it's just something I never really explored and your program like makes you explore it or, you know, you don't have to, but I definitely was curious too. And it's great. Like it gives me so much pleasure, Um, It taught me so much about my body's, like, warm-up process Mm -hmm. and, like, what does my body, like, want and require before it's ready for sex. Yeah. Like, even though I'm, like, extremely sexual and, like, warmed up probably almost all the time, I can get (laughs) deeper with it, though, and, like, give myself a lot more time and slow down and that just like allows me to like sink in more and like get deeper with like the experience with just myself or with partner. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so, I love that. Those are like number two, of, like top two for sure. Awesome.
0: Well, I'm very similar to you in that you know I don't I don't have the blocks to pleasure anymore, right? Um, I'm very sexual, very orgasmic right off the bat, but. What I talk about is that growing and expanding and evolving your sexuality means you learn to do things that don't come natural to you. And you learn how to slow down and maybe tap into more of the sensual side or the energetic side of sex and not be so much about the end goal or not be so much about the orgasm itself. And this is so valuable because then you learn how to receive pleasure in different ways, which is what Hannah's describing, right? That these different ways of tapping into pleasure are new, but also very pleasurable. And it's not something you would have explored before having done the practices. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: definitely. And like, if a, if a woman, and I say woman, because I think we have lots of insecurities that like men just don't <laughs> mm-hmm. but around sex and like a lot of expectations, but um, I kind of lost my train of thought there. That's okay. What were you saying? <laughs> um, I was just talking about the different routes to pleasure that like oh, when yeah, you grow like, and
0: involve your sexuality, you can experience pleasure in different ways that weren't available to you before.
1: Yeah. Like if I get, if I let my insecurities get the best of me, it just comes up as like fear because it's just new. Mm-hmm. And if I have no way to release that, express that, understand that I'm never going to try it. <laughs> you're just not gonna try it you're not gonna tackle it and I don't know like a good technician doesn't just have a screwdriver and a wrench in his toolbox he has all the tools (laughs) so if I could have all the tools to my recipe of an orgasm why not use them all (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's just so much more fun (laughs) yeah
0: awesome I totally agree (laughs) beautiful. Well, who should join this program? Would you recommend it? Who would you recommend it to?
1: I think that's like a really hard question because every single female. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I think that every woman when they and young, like after they get their period and then then start like getting sexual, I think someone needs your program. Anyone <laughs> any woman that just is interested in anything sexual or like they can recognize that they have a sex drive, they have sexual needs and they're open-minded to receiving more pleasure. But that's super broad because <laughs> that's every woman. <laughs> um, right. I definitely recommend like specifically your program to anyone that's experiencing like a lot of shame, blame, guilt, um insecurities uh self doubt self judgment around sex cuz like sex is like pizza there's so many different kinds <laughs> and, like they're all good <laughs> beautiful oh, i love it well any last words before we wrap up our conversation
0: that you'd like to share with anyone listening in
1: just have an orgasmic day <laughs> Open minded to seeing how you could have an orgasmic day without sex.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I love just that!
1: Try it, <laughs> I dare you!
0: <laughs> right, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and all that you've been able to accomplish through the program. Super appreciate you, Hannah.
1: <laughs> and I have to thank you for just being that like amazing sexual woman to even create this program and like hold this space for all of us. Is it's just. <sighs> So amazing and like such a gift and I thank you so much for all the work you do for us it's literally changes our life so like you're amazing you're changing the world out there oh
0: I fully receive that thank you so much <laughs> all right my love well we will talk soon sounds good okay bye